Hey everybody and welcome to your morning grind. Part of your nerd radio, your national nerd net radio direct. I'm your host Nick. Here with me today is Nate. It's Nick and Nate. Nick and Nate. It's always great with Nick and Nate. Nick okay. and Nate. God damn it, you dumbass. Ah. <laughs> uh. You don't even know me. You don't even know. You don't even know. Don't even know. All right, so let's get this out of the way. At TX3 Productions on Twitter. ThreatX3Productions at gmail.com. That's how you can get a hold of us. You can let us know how we're doing. We also have a Discord. Discord will always be in the description. It will always be in the um, top pinned um, top pinned tweet on our account so that's how you can get to our discord where we have a nice new little system where you can get experience for just chatting you know just saying hello boom there's some xp for you and you start leveling up now here's the thing you know you don't just level up you don't just get higher and higher and become more respected by us because <laughs> let's face it <clears throat> anyways that's not it. That's not all. But wait, there's more. As you level up, you can also get some discounts on merchandise. So starts off small. Like here's a one-time use for a single item, 5% off, just a little bit. The more you just interact with us, the more you just talk with us, have conversations with us, with the other people on the Discord, you start leveling up until eventually you have 10% lifetime uh, off of any of our merchandise so there you go there you go so if that interests you if you'd like to just have some conversation with some really cool guys and girls you know come to our discord and level yourself up level up your thread x reproductions experience that was, that was good that I, was, was, I wasn't gonna add anything that's that hot that's hot <laughs> that's hot <laughs> Oh man, so so how you how you doing, Nate? I'm doing all right, you know. Much better than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much 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 better than you. With how much <laughs> I'm doing, I'm wondering if that's going to be the case going forward. I really have to start working out again, so I don't hurt myself just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that was part of my problem. Was like right before I got my back injury, um, I had that thing going on with my ear. Remember that? And so it's hard to remember how many injuries I've had lately, but no, there was something going on with my ear. It was like, I think, I think it's still technically going on, but like my focus is now on my back and how much that hurts. So yippee yipping do. Um, but yeah, I think that was part of my problem. So like, it, I don't think it was necessarily that I was starting. Ooh, hold on. Sorry. That was my. I don't think it was necessarily that I was like starting a job where I was sitting like that. You know, I've, I've had jobs where I sit. I mean, I was a bus driver before. before that I was a taxi driver. So it wasn't the fact that I had a job where I was sitting, but it was more that like I was, I was sick and like it happened. It just like, it was made me feel crappy enough where I didn't feel like doing anything. And so I was really kind of inactive or whatever. And so I feel like that was part of the reason like I, that I got this back injury in the first place. Right. It was right. just a powder keg essentially waiting to go off. Yeah, with me, like, if you don't know, 
the reason why I said that is I work at a call center. We, we actually both do now, but I work at a, uh, for a service, internet service provider or a media service provider, you know, they do cable and phone and stuff like that too. Um, and the sales department. So my job is to sit on, sit and talk on the phone pretty much. Yep. The job I had before that I was doing a lot of sitting as well because I was driving long distances, but I was also active because I was installing security systems. So there was <clears throat> some activity there apart from just sitting. So it's a little bit of, a, of an adjustment. I can already tell that I've gained weight because <laughs> I'm not right, really yeah. making pattern and just still sitting and not doing the workout that I should. But other than that, it's been fine. Um, I've really in... I've really honestly been sporadic. I haven't been really wanting to sit down and watch or play one specific thing. It's just yeah. been like, I've just been kind of, everything's been up in the air, which is interesting. Mm. I think it's because like, I think it's because have you had an instance where you were in the mood to play one specific thing, but you couldn't do that. And so you were just trying to play other things here and there to try to fill that void. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had that. Before. That's where I, that's where I'm at right now because I think I've brought this up on another show. But uh, after I, I went through the backlog of, he's a YouTuber called the Act Man. He does these videos. He does a lot of different kinds, but the most popular ones he does are as a series of why such and such game was awesome, why such and such game was terrible, and he did a whole series for the Halo games. And I'd seen one of them. Uh, a couple of them. And then I went back and watched some of the other ones and it made like, they're so well produced and well done. Like they are, they're incredible video essays. They're 40 minutes long. So they're a little bit long in the teeth, long in the tooth, but they're really, really good and in depth. So after yeah, right. some of those, I've been dying to play halo. Yeah. I don't, I sold my Xbox one a few years ago and master chief collections coming to PC, I think in August or sometime in the fall. So I've been kind of like, dead in the water like i really want to play halo like that's what i'm in the mood for but i can't do that so like in terms of games like i have been not sticking to one specific thing i started red dead 2 last week got like maybe the first two hours in and i've been playing a good bit of odyssey um but yeah. the thing that i've been doing most recently um, you know what i really realized sorry what? i don't mean to i don't mean to cut you off but you know what i realized uh, we were talking about it on the last, I think it was our last post show. And are you talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Because I started talking about Mario. Yeah, Odyssey. I was talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> I realized that like only after the fact. I was like, oh, wait, because I think I happened to be listening to it or whatever because I was doing the editing. And you started talking about Odyssey. And I'm like, oh, I think he's talking about Assassin's Creed. And then I'm talking about how me and me and Zoyan invented a game or whatever. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, I think it was because when we talked about on the Weekly Nerdy News, the new update, that new DLC episode, it's maybe want to get far. Because like those, you have to be like a specific rank to get up like like a level and so i'm still pretty low so i was like oh yeah. let me get through that so i can get to that um but apart from that honestly one of the things that i've really been in the mood for is trophy grinds oh yeah really i picked that up the other day um because i was looking for something to do and i was like well let me jump back into titanfall 2 because i'm close to the platinum on that yeah and started it the really the only things that i'm missing are that become the master trophy where you have to beat that gauntlet in under 33 seconds oh god and completing it on master did and you like do it by throwing a grenade on the ground so uh, 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 <laughs> actually technically yes in some parts um <laughs> i'm close i haven't gotten it yet but it was one of those that 
I have to beat the game on master to like for one of the trophies. And I'm like, I don't have the time for that right now. Mm-hmm. So what I started picking back up was new dawn. Yeah. I never finished new dawn. I was one mission away, but the mission was so frustratingly hard, especially with the loadout that I had. Cause you had to beat this really, really like high damage enemy. That was like a giant Bigfoot that you would turn around and he's right behind you and it scares the crap out of you. Um, so I finally beat it, but I was looking at the trophies. I was like, these are really attainable. And yeah. so that's what I've been doing for the past couple of days is I've just been grinding through those and I got, I've gotten most of them. The only things that I have left to do now are gameplay, gameplay stuff in terms of like beat all the outposts on like three star level and oh, yeah. all the expeditions on three star level. That's really the only thing I'm missing apart from little miscellaneous trophies here and there, but that's really fun. Yeah. That's why I, think I, I, I got to ask you, I got to ask you sure. because this is definitely something that like I've wanted to do in the past, but I just like, I don't know, like I don't have that mindset. So I want to ask you like what, what, about getting the trophies and like platinum something like what about that that like like why do you like doing it it depends on the game yeah um like i'm not the type of person because there's some games that i know i'm just never going to hit that level in terms of doing it but it's it's a sense of it's a sense of completion like we were talking about on the pre-show which you can get at patreon.com slash x3 productions pre and post show there you go um plug, 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 don't plug, you plug. remember that this one's free this is free. Yes. <laughs> but just in general, pre and post shows are on Patreon. Um, so, so yeah, some games I'm like, no, there's no way I'm doing that, but it's that sense of completion. Like for example, Spider-Man. I'm done. Spider-Man. I'm completely done with Spider-Man. I've beat it on new game. Plus um, I, I beat it on new game. Plus uh, I beat, I got all the trophies for it. Yeah. And I, I platinumed it. And it's one of those that it's, it's a game that I love that I want to get the platinum in, hmm. you know? So like Spider-Man's a good so example. You see it as a way of like that, the, like you're, you're showing your support by making sure to get through everything. Yeah. And there's also some, some games that have platinums that are just fun to do like the Spyro games. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, if you do like, there's some stuff like, you know, beat this certain amount of enemies and stuff like that, but there's, there's a lot of platinums that are really satisfying to get. Some are just like, for example, the uncharted games. I don't like their trophy lists. Oh yeah, well, it's it'll be it's just like like kill five hundred enemies with the assault rifle, kill five hundred enemies with oh, stuff like that. Like yeah. I don't like doing that. Like it's it's just monotonous. But um, it's honestly really just the it's it's one of those that it's an accomplishment too. Like for example, yeah. Infamous. Did you ever play the original Infamous? No, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm yet. To, I'm two trophies away from getting the platinum but I got the hardest one out of the way. The hardest one was to find all of the collectibles, like the little or energy. It was hard because I literally had to pull up on my computer, a map of the city that showed all of them. And Mm. I got them in Microsoft paint would mark off because there was no way to track. (laughs) There was no way to track them. So it was a very pain in the ass Mm. trophy, but it's one of those. I completed that. I did that. Like I'm, I'm just two minor trophies away. I don't have my PS3 right now, so I right. can't get them. But it's a sense of accomplishment. And it's, it's for me, it's a sense of accomplishment and also like an admiration for a game that I love. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've always wanted to. Like, I've, like, I don't know. Like, 
there, there, there comes a certain point in a game where like, I'm usually kind of done with it, you know, and it has nothing to do with me not liking the game. It has nothing to do with whether or not the game is good. You know, it could be like my favorite game of all time. And I just, you know, I don't have, I guess the patience to like go through there and be like, okay, I have to get this, 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 you know what I mean? And I mean, I, I don't know, like if I can technically like blame it on like my ADD or whatever, because like you could actually flip it around and say that because of my ADD, you know, ADD people can have a OCD tendency and therefore would want to be a completionist. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, like there, there's so many that I look at like kind of the overall platinum or what it would take to be platinum it and i'm like this is very obtainable why don't i just try it and then it's like i get through most of the game and i don't know like i just i i don't have that that drive to just go ahead and do it or whatever like i feel like if i if if that's what i did for a living you know what i mean like if all i had to do is like sit at home and play video games or whatever it might be a little bit easier to like push myself to do it because then it's like, I'm, you know, I might be doing it for a, an audience or whatever, but just like me, myself and I just sitting there and like playing a game or whatever. It's like, you know, I don't know. Like I just, I, I don't, I don't have the drive to, I don't know. Well, not, not even drive. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, I guess. Right. Well, like the easiest platinum you could get are the telltale games. Like those are the easiest platinum. I do technically have a platinum. And so I don't count that because literally all you have to do is play the game. I don't count sure. that. Like you, you, there's no collectibles that you have to find. There's no nothing. It's not hard to get it. And so that's why it's like, I want my first true platinum, but I can't figure out like what, what I want to pop my cherry on. And right. then even if I pop my cherry, like, is it going to be a sense? Is it, is there going to be a sense of accomplishment? Am I going to care? You know, like I've gotten actually pretty close in um, a hat in time, but mm. there's this one portion of the game where it gives you kind of this kind of open world um, biome and I'm kind of stuck there. And so I get to the point where it's like if I would have to go through a, a walkthrough, they could do it in a different, you know, order than me and it would throw me off and so it's like i don't know it's like i'm it's like here's me wall hard place and it's just like uh. so like for me the first platinum that i got was uh far cry 3 yeah that's 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 a a combination of the two things the two examples that i gave because it was a game that i loved but also wanted that sense of accomplishment of like i really this is a phenomenal game mm -hmm. i want to get this and it wasn't hard it was just playing the game i, bet it I mean it, well i mean it was harder than a telltale game for sure but it was like collectibles and things like that the hardest part about it was the the multiplayer trophies because oh. if you remember far cry 3 had the co-op and so getting i think you had to play a match on each level and that was like an arm and a leg to do that but you have games like the lego games lego marvel superheroes yeah such a fun platinum because it's just come doing everything in the game and completing it mm -hmm. and also they're really clever like the there was one trophy that kept me from getting that platinum and it took me two to three years to finally get the platinum all right well, it was because it was because i didn't have another controller at the time when i first got most of the way through it hmm. so the trophy was i don't remember the name of it uh actually i think i can pull it up but the trophy was you know how you have the two characters in a lego game yeah so you had to have one character be captain america and one cap one character be the human torch 
and it was like it was like oh here here it is uh it was like a joke on it being chris evans because they're both, uh, they're both oh it, the trophy's called don't i know you and was captain america with human torch and co-op so i had to when i finally got another controller i had to get the game again <laughs> so oh, God. so i finally got the game again because it was free and then i got that and then i popped the platinum nice. but it's it's you know it's and like i got it i have one in infamous second son so it's it's you know there's some people that really go for the hardest hardest ones and that's totally fine that's totally cool but the, like i'm i'm not going to do that you know, and right. whenever I was looking at it, I was like, cause I platinumed three. I'm almost through with the platinum and primal and far cry four. I'm only missing the multiplayer trophies in far cry four. That's the only thing I'm missing. Right. And so I was like, let me look at far cry five. And it was the same exact thing. It was arcade trophies. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm just not going to spend the time doing that. Cause I probably right. can find a lobby new dawn. On the other hand, no multiplayer trophies, just yep. the game. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm in the process of right now. And new dawn, that's why I like new dawn so much more than far cry. Uh, because it's Sorry. A, it it's a game you know like the example of i was playing through a lot of odyssey and it's a very in-depth in-world rpg so it's like you know you're involved in this world and then i went from that and started up borderlands 2 again and you're like oh this is a game ass game like you know you're going up to someone with a big checkbox like hey here's a quest you know it's a video game that's um, how i feel about new dawn it's, mm. it's very much a game and it's it's just it's just fun it's just fun to play interesting yeah i'm 77 of the way through far cry new dawn so i only have a yeah. few left to finally get that platinum well that that that, that made a really good like like topic because it's just it's definitely something that like i don't know it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to really explain or whatever because it's just like i know what you're coming from i get where yeah. you're coming from yeah I mean, like, I think the only thing right now that I have like a real good drive for is like Dauntless. Dauntless is really good. And I mean, like Apex, like I've actually had like this new kind of sense of sense of accomplishment because I'm like, I'm making my way through the making my way downtown, downtown walking fast, faces passing home. <laughs> <laughs> um so but um i've actually like started enjoying that even though like i'm not winning all the time although i did get a win the other day and i was like f yeah because it's like i actually worked for it uh freaking work for it you know and it's like i'm gonna tell you guys three kills and you're just be like Ugh, noob but no for like for me like i worked for it like it was it was a good win even though it the only thing that sucked about the win is that they they died outside the circle and that's how we won so it's like that's the only thing that kind of felt crappy about it because it's like I was waiting for that like I was waiting I was uh, I was Pathfinder because I had a daily that was like get five headshots or whatever so I was there I was like I was waiting I'm like come on come on where are you at where are you at it was um um reductor or whatever so it was the one right next to uh, like the water treatment or not. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it's that one. So it's like there's a lot of like bunkers and there's a lot of like high things. So I'm up here. And I'm like, I zip lined up there and I'm like, come on, come on. It's like, I, I had the high ground or whatever. So it's like, not, not only that, but I also had a, uh, a G7. So it's yeah. like, I'm ready to freaking go people, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like, you're the champion. I'm like, no, I didn't even do anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you the, a very fun and attainable platinum that you'll feel accomplished by is infamous second son. Oh yeah. Literally all you have to do is beat the game twice 
beat it once. Well, you beat it once with the hero arc, and then you beat it again oh, with the villain arc. Oh, interesting. Like, with the arc. There's some like stuff to like. There's some collectibles and some minor stuff, but it's a lot more attainable than um, Spider-Man's personally. Because I have both, it's a lot more tangible than Spider Man. Because yeah. Spider Man, like doing some of those challenges, like getting like getting superior on some of those challenges, is kind of difficult. Oh yeah, like it's kind of mm-hmm. a pain. But also, I'm pretty sure you have Second Son because it was a plus game. No, I don't think I had plus when it was a plus game. So that's I do have First Light though, and I heard that one's pretty obtainable as well. Yeah. So but Second Son, it's it's a way better platinum than Infamous One because it's yeah. such it's so much easier, but it's also very satisfying. Yeah. Definitely. So that, that's my recommendation. If you were to get your first platinum, I would say that game or Spyro. Mm. Spyro is yeah. platinum. Yeah. All right. So let's keep the conversation going after this nice break and we'll start talking about what we've been playing uh, or what I've been playing. <laughs> tell you white coats and clever minds will choose you get a lot from this loose tongue and arrogance it's not appropriate don't think that this is it now I can talk no one gets off know how you'd like to now I can talk no brings no more than one that I said before it's hard to compromise when I see through your eyes it's just a common view I guess it's lost on you Chance to find when I'm alone. 
If that's the problem, girl, it ain't no problem Know you like your freedom, I ain't finna rob you Got no time for bullshit, I ain't Dennis Rodman We could keep it private Know you love your peace and quiet 
I just wanna see you comfortable That's what I want the most That's what I'm hoping for, babe Ain't nobody gotta be involved We can keep it to ourselves Let's keep it on the low On the need to know We can take it slow Cause when I get you home You ain't gotta worry about a thing, baby And I'll be your Everything and more You can call me Keep it on the low, on the need to know We can take it slow, cause when I get you home You ain't gotta worry about a thing, baby And I'll be your everything and more You can call me crazy, that's the way I feel about you Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. So let's get a little bit more into it. So um, obviously I've been playing Dauntless. I feel like that one, like I'm learning stuff all the time and it's definitely like, but what makes it so like satisfying is, is just like the way the loot works. Cause like in other games, like loot is very randomized. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like destiny, you know, how many times do you have to do like a strike or how many times do you have to do like a raid and you're hoping in it that it rolls and you get that golden gun or something like that. You know what I mean? At least I, I don't, I haven't played destiny, so I don't know like how it works or whatever, but I know that there are certain guns that like you can only get it in, in a strike or in a specific strike. And there's only a, like two percent chance that it so you just keep playing that strike over and over again hoping that you get it versus dauntless dauntless everything has to do with crafting you know what i mean so like right now what i'm working on is i'm working on getting these like moon feathers which means i have to get this really hard you know owl character which is like the third type of owl character that i've fought against but it's like it's it's so satisfying because when I defeat something, I know that I'm going to get material from it. I can use that material to level up my equipment. You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, like there's a sense of accomplishment and it's just so freaking awesome. 
You know what I mean? And obviously, like, if anybody plays, like, Monster Hunter and you're, you know, yelling at the at the radio or whatever, it's like, I understand Monster Hunter is the same. It's just Monster Hunter is one that I never really got into. Um, and it was just the sense that, like, I tried the beta out for, like, Monster Hunter World, for instance. I really liked it. I really liked the beta. And there's even been a couple of instances where, and so it's even gone on sale. And it's like, I understand that. And it's just not something that I've just never gotten into. You know, I think, like, I think, like, now the reason I haven't gone into it is because it's, like, everybody's so far ahead of me that if I wanted to play with other people, I'd have to play with other people who also just started. You know right. what I mean? And so it's like, it's, it's like destiny. It's like, I could start destiny right now. They're going to be doing a free to play version of it. So I could, I could start right now, but it's like, there's so many people who are so far ahead of me. It's really daunting. Uh, Anyways, but, but yeah, like dauntless, it, it does. It just has that sense of accomplishment. And it's just, no matter what I do, I know I'm doing something. You know, and it's like if if I can't figure out what I want to do next, go to my armor. How can I level up the armor I have? Okay, I need these parts. I go and I fight this, you know, particular like let's say it's an owl. Right now, it, the, a lot of my parts involve owls, <laughs> so it's like okay, I need feathers from it, and I need the beak. Okay, how do I get the feathers? I attack the, I attack the um, the arms. You know what I mean? And I get the feathers from that. Some of them require tail tail feathers. So how do I do that? I go to the tail feather. I go to the back of it and I start attacking the tails. And periodically I'll get a tail from attacking the tail feathers. You know, the beak. How do I get the beak? I attack its face and I hurt it enough that it breaks the beak. You know, and there's this satisfying like ting, you know, this like sparkle. And it's like you get that little notification on the side of your screen. It's like, you just got a beak. And I'm like, yes. And it's like, I've never had that same sense of satisfaction from a game. Because it's like, I know that I'm doing something. Like, no matter what the game is, Borderlands, um, Skyrim, you know, there, everything to a certain degree has, well, at least when it comes to RPGs, I guess I should try to preface that. When it comes to RPGs, everything has some sort of like a random role. So it's like, I could get a really awesome gun or I could not, you know? Whereas in Dauntless, if I want something, I work for it. And then when I get it and it makes my, you know, it makes my hammer stronger, it makes my armor, you know, take more hits. Like there's just such a sense of accomplishment and it's like, it's just unlike anything out there, you know, because it's just, it's just, I know what I'm getting at, at certain milestones. And that's just really cool. I like it. See, that's what's, that's what I find really kind of interesting difference between me and you right now is the fact that like, I've been a lot more into like the linear single player experience, like through that or like linear open world experience. Whereas you're more in the mood for something like, um, yeah, like multiplayer wise, which which is also like in a kind of in the same Halo kick. It's why I started playing Doom again. Oh yeah, and that's when I discovered like Doom is an excellent game. Like this game deserves all of the praise that it got when it came out. Like that game is so good. And something to how far did you get in Doom? I think I was like right close to the end, and I think. 
I think it was just a matter of like something happened and I, and I had to like delete a bunch of games off my thing so I could get a new game. And I was just like, ah, darn it. You know, so I got rid of it. So do you remember it's kind of midway in the game. Do you remember the scene, Samuel Hayden, the robot that you're talking to the entire time? Do you remember when you go to his office? Yes and no. Okay. So you know how like in the trailer for um, Doom Eternal, you have that wicked looking sword. No. The trailer for Doom Eternal, like you, like it looks, it looks like this satanic lightsaber, like it's a broadsword that's like a laser beam of a of a sword. Oh, gotcha. Of okay, a blade, yeah. and so when you go into his office, he's got all these little like decor things on the wall, like there's these like stone tablets. One of which is like an ancient depiction of that same sword that you pick up in Eternal. Cool. And it's really cool, like story stuff. That's like, oh, they pay like this is this had a lot of like heart into it. And what stopped me from playing it when I first started playing it was I was like, man, I'm dying all the time. Like, I don't like this. And then it wasn't until I think it was E3 when the when the guy when the developers were talking with influencers and they were like, that's the point of the game. The game's like a puzzle game. Like you got to figure out how to do like it's 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 okay to die. You die and you start up again and figure out a better way to do what you just did so you can beat it. It's like, oh, that's a really good way to think about it. And that made me want to play the game more. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good, so so good. Yeah, so good. that's definitely that's definitely one where like Doom. What they did so freaking well with the newest Doom is they somehow made it feel new, but also feel familiar. Yes, yes, absolutely. That game's designed so well, you know. And it's like it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to find that balance you know because then when it gets to a point where it's too new then it's like oh well you know this is so hollywoodized or whatever and so yeah i mean i totally agree as far as like doom is just like an awesome game it's so well put together you know and like there needs to be more games like that where like there's passion put into it. Not that there's not passion put into every game. Obviously there is, but like, like there's so many times where like Anthem came out and it was just not ready. And, you know, having so many of these big games that are supposed to make a lot of money and they're just like, okay, like you just don't see the passion in it because it's like, you have to dig so deep for it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and then you play this game and from the, just the start of the game, you just know how much love and care has been put into it, you know? And it's just, it, it's so sad that it is so, you know, rare that we get a game like that, you know, it's True. like we get maybe a couple of them a year, you know, and considering how many games and how many of those games are made by big companies or at least founded by big companies, you know, and it's just, it's so sad to see. It's the only game, only single player shooter game or game just in general in recent memory that feels like it has heart. Yeah, definitely. Like it's so good, but it also has character. And you can rip that heart off and shove it down their throat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. And I mean, another one that I, I really just, it amazes me. It absolutely amazes me how far this game has gone. Warframe. I mean, like, have you ever played it? 
Yeah, I played it when it like whenever PS4 first came out, and you really? had like Contrast, um, Resogun, and Warframe, and yeah. Blacklight Retribution. I played it back then, and then like I think it was a year or two ago. Everyone's like, "You got to get back into it." I started it, and it was I was playing Destiny at the time, off and mm. on, and then I started playing it, and I was like, "Uh, like I'm not feeling either of these." Yeah. Right now, I mean, what amazes me about warframe is the fact of how long it's been going on how long it's been so when you want to talk about passion and you want to talk about like putting love into a game this is a game that's been going on for five or six years and they just keep adding to it perfect example the most recent tenocon that's right this is a big enough game for them to have their own con like dude bruh get into it anyways but at the most recent tenocon they basically re released this footage of their next big update and their next big update essentially lets you pilot like a battleship and that battleship can have up to four people on it so you can be like the driver and you have certain weapons you can use then you the other people um the other people get into the gunners but then the coolest part is is that seamlessly people can jump out of your um out of your uh i don't know what they call it but let's call it a frigate just for the sake of argument people can jump out of yeah freaking frigate um people can jump out of your frigate and board the enemy one and then like destroy their shields so that you can take it out Hmm. And it's, it's seamless. And it also sort of reminds me of like battlefront, like back in the OG day where like you had to like, you know, get it, get into your, you know, X wing, you could go and board the ship and take out their shield generator. So I'm like, uh, anything that reminds me of like old school, you know, battlefront is not a bad thing, yeah, but I used to do that all the time. But the point is, is that it's seamless. And now instead of like, um, like right now to go from one mission to another, you basically just look at a, a loading screen, but now they're doing it so that like you can fly to your next mission. And along the way you can take on enemy fighters. You can harvest, you know, asteroids for it's essentially coming, becoming a like sort of no man's sky with space ninjas. <laughs> yeah. It kind of sounds like, like a very dumbed down version of Eve which is a game that I've yeah. always wanted to play, but like, I just, and, uh, it's also like, um, a lot of people have compared it to, um, star. What's the, uh, star citizen. What's the, like the big, like Kickstarter one that star citizen, I think sounds right. Yes. Yeah, I think it's called star citizen, but a lot of people are com comparing it to that, basically saying that they're making Warframe into star citizen before star citizen can even get off their ass and make star citizen. <laughs> so go ahead good autumn no i yeah. was just saying good autumn but, but the, that's my point is that this has been out for five years and i've always kind of like i've jumped in kind of like you i played at the very beginning and then over the last couple of years i've kind of jumped in jumped in jumped in but then this time like it's really caught my attention and it's just because it i mean first off it's just a well put together game you know, sliding, jumping around, gliding through the air, like everything just feels so smooth, so buttery smooth. And, you know, it's like, you know, that's kind of why it triggered me when you were talking about Doom. 
you know, is that it's a game that continues to get love put into it. Giggity. Oh my God. I've, I <laughs> year after year, just so much is being put into this game. And instead of, instead of them, like for instance, putting the frigates, instead of them putting that into Warframe two, they're putting it into the Warframe and they're just continuing to build. Like for instance, another thing that they did is they, they made big open world areas and it's essentially destiny. I mean, that's the only thing you can unfortunately compare it to, but then in these big open world areas, you can have these things that are called arc wings and you can fly around in them, essentially making this game Anthem. <laughs> and oh, now you can anthem. fly around in space and shoot other ships, essentially making it no man's sky. So it's just like, it is an every man's game. Like if all you want to do is, um, if all you want to do is play a corridor shooter where you're in a ship and you're sh fighting other enemies, it could be that if you want it to be an open world shooter where you're going around picking up missions and you know, there's these events that happen in the open world, kind of like in destiny, you could play that. If all you want to do is fly around in space and shoot at like, you know, space ninjas or whatever, you can do that, you know? And it's like, everything is free and it's actually like one of the most, you know, great, um, free systems. So like, for instance, right now, what I'm working on is, um, a new, uh, Warframe Warframe essentially is the thing that you're in, you know, or <laughs> it's, it's a, basically your, your suit, I guess. So I'm working on that right now. Um, I could pay platinum, which is the real world, you know, money that I could spend it on. I could, I could use platinum to buy it and just get it right now. But right now what I did is I bought it with the in, in game credits and then what I have to do is I have to find the parts for it and then build it myself. Right. So obviously it takes a little bit of grinding or whatever, but I'm working on it and there's definitely a sense of accomplishment there. So it's like, I could just, you know, throw money at them and just like make it rain or whatever. And boom, now I have an arsenal, you know, brand new gun, brand new Warframe, brand new, you know, melee weapon. But instead it's like, I, um, like a good example is I just got these like dual kind of axes. Oh my God. Like it's like a complete, like before I had this big scythe, essentially I was like the grim reaper, just like, you know, cutting people in half. Whereas now I have these like dual axes. I'm sing, 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 sing. And it's like, I happened to already have all the materials I needed to build it. So I bought it with in-game money instead of platinum. I built it. And then with the little platinum that I had, I sped up the thing. So it didn't take 13 hours to build. So it was like, I'm thankful for you, like describing that. Cause I've always wondered what Warframe actually was <laughs> like, what yes. the context of Warframe was. Yes. I mean, it, 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 that's the thing is that if you want to only spend in-game currency, yes, it's a grind, but it's a fun grind. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I mean, okay. I was playing a survival mode and the survival mode is really cool. Cause like at level or at wave 10, you have a chance to get out of there or you can keep going and it obviously gets harder and harder. And then at wave 20, you can go or you can stay. And then at 30 and 40. So I think I ended up going up to 30, but the cool thing is, is that like I was kicking ass. Like I essentially like, 
it was like an out of body experience because like first off i had a bow and arrow so i'm like i'm like sliding around and like so i was like hopping around and like i just imagine myself i imagine somebody else watching me and it's like how am i doing this because it's like i would pick a target and then jump slide over here glide pick another target take it out do, do, do. I'm, I'm doing all this like acrobatic stuff and within like a millisecond i'm finding my next target killing it finding the next target killing it and it's like it's not like it's not like in zombies where you can train them to so that they're all just coming straight at you they're coming from all directions i'm finding new targets i'm going all the you know and it's just oh my god like i don't know did i did i stream that i don't I think, think I you have i don't think you've done it recently i know you I have. streamed warframe but that particular that particular match i don't know if i streamed that particular match that i'm referring to but my god it was just like and it's like when you get the hang of it it's so cool it's just sing, sing, it, sing, 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 sing. it's so it's so and i mean i guess i'll go back to what i was talking about with dauntless it's so satisfying you know because it's like it, if i want to i can just turn off my brain and just blow blow fools up you know what i mean just cut people in half and just have a bunch of fun but if i want it to be a more deep experience it can also be that and that's what makes it such an awesome game and the fact is you know in most circumstances like i said with destiny i'm a scared i'm a scared oh my god <laughs> i'm a scared i'm a scared to get into destiny because it's been so long since they did that and it's like i don't know when destiny 3 is going to come there is going to be a destiny 3 and it's going to come and it's going to basically start everything over whereas now i feel like it's easy to get into warframe because i know it's going to be here for years even though it's been here for years i know that it's going to continue to be here for years and that's just something that's really comforting and it's like i don't mind jumping into it and i don't think you should mind jumping into it either because it's like you know i don't know well, the best the best advice i'll give you in terms of destiny is when it does go free to play and it becomes more widely it's been widely available to people for a while but when it does more like when it when it's when there's that new like yeah. purge like influx of people who haven't played this game yet that would be the time to jump in because you're with other people for sure for sure all right so i mean let's continue the conversation i think we got we got some stranger things to talk about so We'll we'll be right back after our last or not our last. God dang it! After our music break.
issues here with me We don't talk much and it's tearing me to pieces I'm sorry if you think I've been ignoring you for different reasons It's not that I don't like you, in fact I love you I don't think there's anyone I would put above you I'll keep loving you till the sky falls down I just can't commit to you right now I'm sorry Burning bush, swoosh, like the Cosby 
Nobody can crush me Good vibes, rhymes, you can't touch me I'm the O2 section rapper Scratching balls right after Just attacking like a raptor English Hebrew verse adapter You can get used to the laughter We all just having fun Killing a flow like a bad motherfucker Having no sympathy for number one It's all good though I'm just playing Spraying lyrics for the hell of it Keep it relevant is what I'm saying Chilling to old school beats in the backyard That's hard Find the freshest vocal Scratch that part Bad start If you ain't down that sound Moving b-boys and b-girls on the ground All around like they do No fool my vocabulary impress I just dress, push press Enter the cypher full finesse Let's confess Niggity Nando do it the best You can test them off the charts Kick it down martial arts No slitting throats just hitting notes And understand the remedy Kill the dissonance and try to vibe with the melody Like I'm living a hip-hop renaissance Studying lyrics like a bible Like I'm tribal Or understanding the footwork is vital Listen to my MC idol Am Jigga and Nas Ain't obeying no laws Unless it's necessary Mostly arbitrary to be honest But I promise I got flaws Thinking pause It's just temporary Just gotta do it with a smile Freestyle you know Metaphorical intricate lyrics And an interesting flow So I'm writing and reciting Till the shit I spit's exciting And I'm fighting for uniting And inviting all hip-hop of the scene, to chill to the vibe, so fresh, so clean, so fresh, so clean, I mean, what the hell are we doing this for, if it ain't for the music and the culture we adore, let's go, just listen to the melody, Just stressed about the bacon Over here we ready made shit Meaning that we 
resuscitated, yeah. almost died in isolation It made Iverson amazing, look what Iverson is blazing Cultivated passion, let's call it man of action Just smoke it till your back spin and figure out what happened Everybody trapping, ain't nobody rapping Ship without a captain, direction going nowhere Represent a who's who, a cool dudes who eat food and fill bellies You do you, don't try to fucking sell me on this new school I'm no fool, them new rules is fast food Packaged with an attitude, man It's like the music laughing at you Come on, longitude, latitude I'm calling in the drones EMP they phones and cut them off the grid We don't distribute shit Double entendre, triple up the armor And guard it with your honor We bout to show them what an artist is Honest kids, we ain't on no corporate Look at who we orbit with Can't y'all see who the forces with? We come with an inordinate amount While we represent the bounds We ain't moving it in pounds We ain't moving on the sound You knew we come around You heard us on your playlist We came in they went ain't shit Thank you for sticking with us. So last thing we wanted to talk about, we want to make sure to give enough time to talk about it, was our Stranger Things, uh, I don't know, review, I guess. You know, we just want to talk a review. about it. So first off, if you haven't watched all the way through season three, you know, you should probably know that we're eventually going to get to some spoilers. We're going to oh, 100%. Get, you know, we're eventually going to, but we will try to give you a warning as far as like when we want to start getting into spoiler territory or should we just start with that? What, what do you think? Let's have, let's give like our non-spoiler yeah, like opinions our on it and, and then say, Hey, yeah. now we're going into spoilers. All right. All right. So what's, what's your synopsis on the season and what, what did you think about it? Like by synopsis, are you saying the story or like just my, my non-spoiler your thoughts, thoughs? On your non-spoiler thoughts on the entire season? So, I think that this probably is the best season that we've seen so far of stranger things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, season one still holds a special place in my heart because it's one of those that, that was a, that was a moment in time. Like nothing that we hadn't seen anything else like that before in terms of that style, that, that quality of, of a show and that intrigue. And it's one of those that is the first, it wasn't the first, but it's the first one I remember binging front to back, like within a day or two, like it was, yeah. it was crazy. And I have a lot of good memories with it. 
Mm-hmm. Going into season two, it's one of those oh, I will have to rewatch. Because season two, I didn't, I, it's not that I didn't like it, but like I definitely didn't enjoy it as much. My whole thing is I really enjoyed everything that was going on with Will. I really enjoyed all that. I loved the introduction of Bob, Will being, you know, the, the kid who was in the, right. down in the first season. I love Bob. You know, I love Sean Astin. So like, so it, it, I loved his whole character. The only thing that I did not care for about that season was Elle's story in that season. I didn't care for her finding her sister. You know, I didn't care because that, that felt like, see, here's the thing. Season two of stranger things is like halo five in some ways. You may think, Nate, where are you going with this? The biggest sin. Well, no, not the biggest, but one of the biggest sins that halo five had was they were counting on the fact of you being so in so knowledgeable of halo lore to understand what was going on in halo five. You know, uh, they introduce Blue Team, who you won't know who they are unless you've read the books or know any of the other lore, you know, and all the some stuff they talk about is stuff that they've covered in books, and they expect you to know that so you can understand the story. Okay. In yeah. season two, there's nothing that really happens. Like, there's no real, like, except for maybe L like, becoming more of a human. Like, there's nothing that really comes of that. True, yeah. In the show, now, there are tie-in books and comics that have to there's a comic series that has to do with the individual children that were a part of that program really so yes that gives more of a story and kind of i guess more background onto those parts but it doesn't from what i remember it doesn't really like tie into anything like there's no importance to it apart from discovering oh it wasn't just l it was other people so like but i mean i did enjoy the I, i like i said i enjoyed the will stuff that was great. I loved like the change that was going on with him and I loved the ending, but also I didn't feel like season two really had a villain. Like it did. It did. Yeah. It had no right. But he wasn't as much of an, I feel like him in season three was much more of a threat than in season two. True. Season two, well, it was mean, just like this the, omniscient the general, shadow. The general villain was the spreading of that, like, you know, that, like the vines or whatever, essentially the upside down was spreading into our world. That was the villain essentially. Right. And but it so was that you had the dog, the dog, what, what they called them? The demodogs, the demodogs. Yeah. <laughs> so they had the demodogs. And so that was like your main villain. And so if anything, like, I think the best thing it did, and maybe this is also probably the reason it, wasn't as good as season one but the best thing it did was like set up that kind of thanos-esque character where it's like it's the the puppet master so to speak yeah it did do it, it season two did a lot of great things it built the world out more to and and which season three completely capitalized on that and went yeah. like a lot farther but it also like i love steve and dustin's relationship that came about in season two like i love yeah. the character change with steve you know billy I didn't care for Billy. Billy, I didn't care for in season two. I thought he was just a dick, honestly. And that was his character. But like, Mm. I hated him in season three, not because I didn't like the character. I hated him because he was a bad guy. Like he was legitimately a bad guy. And, you know, I really enjoyed his character towards the end. I actually really did. We'll talk about that in spoilers. But overall, season three seems to have righted the wrongs from season two. Yeah. And then did what season one did, but better with more budget. <laughs> yeah. 
It was the Daredevil season four of Stranger Things. Now, the only problem I will say, the only slight nitpicky thing about season three is you can tell there's a lot of brand deals going on. Really? A why? lot of brand. Do you see Burger King a lot? Burger King has a, they have a, they ha, were doing that upside down burger. Like you see Burger King multiple times. You see at one point Hopper goes to get Burger King and then there's a burger like in the last episode when they're in the mall, there's several shots where you see the Burger King in the background, you know? So it was kind of That's very attention. Yeah. There was, there was, there was like little stuff like that. It's like, okay. The story instead of Nick picking everything. That's what I'm saying. That's the only gripe I have about that season. Season three is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely right. phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, there's not too much other. That's not too much else I could say. I'd that's not spoilery. Well, no, I'd basically be repeating everything you said. You know what I mean? Um, I did. I did overall like the the story structure, and even though this is season three, I like that it still gave us a mystery. You know, and that's really hard considering that this is season three because there was about halfway through. I kind of talked to my wife about it and I'm like, you know, I, it, I can't tell if I like it or not, but it's like we're still taking forever to get to the real story. And that is another complaint that I have is it's season three and we're still following the same formula of like, guys. We know who these characters are, right? Like, we don't need two or three episodes of buildup. Yeah, <laughs> you we know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was enjoyable buildup. It's 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 establishing the world like where these characters are, because obviously it's been like a year since we've seen them. Things have happened and it still kind of sticks with this theme. I mean, with Will and how he's feeling with Russ and his like, you know, faraway girlfriend and Steve. And so it's sticking with this theme of like change. Yeah. Ch -ch 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 change a time. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I do like how it kind of stuck with that theme, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like I did enjoy it for sure. I absolutely enjoyed the buildup. Um, and I feel like because it's season three, the fact that they were able to keep me invested in it, I guess like the only thing, one of the, my biggest nitpicky part for me was Hopper being a asshole. You know what I mean? Like, um, she comes to him and it's like, my magnets are not working. And she starts like, he gets more hung up on the fact that he got, you know, his date was blown off or whatever, rather than the fact that, Hey, they might be back, you know? So that whole, like that whole segment where he was in denial or whatever, it's like, dude, you had two seasons of crazy ass stuff happen. And you're sitting here trying to pretend that she's crazy or something like that was like the most unbelievable part about it. And it was the most manufactured part of it because they needed that to happen so that there could be, you know, nine episodes. So it was nine episodes, wasn't it? Eight. Ooh, I think eight or so. nine. I think I'll, I'll, I'll fact check you on that. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I feel like you can make, I feel like you can make not an excuse, but, like, I feel like you can explain that by him being him being in denial, which I didn't know they shot this episode and shot some of the season in Egypt. Um, what? 
you know, denial. It's a river in Egypt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like but, trying to take you serious. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it was eight episodes. Um, okay. So yeah, eight episodes, but like you can kind of explain that by him being in denial of like, he's like, I don't want to believe it. Like, no, we've already, like, I was literally in that hell. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want to believe it. I know. I guess if they would have at least, if they maybe would have put like in just a little like breadcrumbs to show that him denying it was all a show. It was all just him not wanting to believe it. If they would have shown that, I feel like it would have been much easier to excuse. But for me, this is the this is this third season. Like I feel like in season two, he was paranoid um, that that it was all happening again. I feel like that was his character. He was paranoid that it was happening. So for him to go from that to completely denying that it could ever happen again, when it's already happened twice, it's like it's just it was too unbelievable for me. For me, and that was the one part of it that kind of, that was the only part that kind of took me out of the experience was like, bro, this has happened before. Stop being such a petty little, you know, bitch. Right. Another thing that was really great about season three is they redeemed Winona Ryder for me. You think? But I hated her in season one. Yeah. I hated her in season one. And this is partially due to an outside opinion. So, whenever I say that season one had such special like memories to me, it's because um, when season one had come out, I was taking a trip to go visit my family in California with my wife and my favorite rocket ship. But my wife had never been to California and she hadn't met my family in California. And so we took a two week long trip and then basically went started in San Francisco and made our, our way down to LA. So when we, when we were in LA is when stranger things came out and we were staying at an Airbnb with this crazy woman named Terry, absolutely crazy. Like she wouldn't give us the Wi-Fi password because she was like, everyone in my apartment complex is trying to hack my system. So I'm trying to make it the most complicated password ever. Anyway, she was insane. So we get back from like walking to Hollywood Boulevard, I think. And like we went to sleep and we woke up and she was sitting on the couch and she was like, have you guys seen Stranger Things? And we're like, no, I heard about it. She goes, I finished it. We're like, Terry, that there were that's like eight hours. She was like, yeah, I just sat down and watched all of it. We were like, okay. And, but she was talking about it. And she was like, the only thing I don't like is Winona Ryder. And she was like, because she, she's a smoker. And she was like, how her mannerisms were pissing me off the entire time I was watching because she would have a cigarette and she'd be like this. She'd be sporadic, like, you know, will, will, and like doing all these like hand motions. And so since she said that and I was watching it and her acting, I understand your son is kidnapped. He's gone. Right. But she seemed to act like too crazy to me. And so it really got on my nerves. I loved her in this season. Like mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed her in season two because of the relationship with Bob, but I loved her in this season because I felt like it was one of those that like her character had kind of come full circle in a way. Like it, it was an, she was playing an established character at that point. She really played along with that role. Also the dynamics of her and Hopper throughout the entire season were hilarious absolutely hilarious. hilarious to a certain degree but yeah i don't know it's just it is just that hopper factor that just really kind of took it took me out i don't know why but it's just like i just found it so hard to believe and so as far when it comes to movies and and tv any kind of semina 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 when it comes semina right when it comes to that when the second that you don't believe that this could happen even if you're like fighting space aliens 
the second that you don't believe that this could actually happen, it like and f- and sometimes it is just the smallest thing like that that kind of takes you out of the experience. And I don't know why, but it's just like that one thing, you know. And honestly, it could have it could have been all fixed from like a five second scene, a five second scene of him like maybe talking to himself, be like, "Crap, could this really be happening?" No, no, it cannot be happening. Or a clever edit like they did with uh the second episode of second to last episode of game of thrones season eight or season yeah because yeah, i give a fuck eight. about that right well no no <laughs> the, what someone did there's a scene where you see daenerys finally snap and when you're watching the episode you're like her choice she just made made no sense but someone did an edit where it showed everything that she's gone through throughout the show and like it would cut back to her and cut back to that. So it was like an internal like memory log. Right. And it was like, okay, that makes sense. If we would have seen something like, like when she was discussing that him having flashbacks of being stuck in the upside down or, or flashbacks right. of seeing the mind flare, that yeah. would have helped as well. That, that you could have done either of those and it would have probably fixed what you're saying. Yeah. Any kind of, any kind of just visualization that he's, he's not believing or not because he doesn't believe her or he's forgotten what's happened but rather just be, he doesn't want to. And that's, yeah, that's the thing that just pissed. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird thing. So all right, we're going to go ahead and, yep. We're going to go ahead and get into spoilers now. So everybody just, you know, put your spoil goggles on. We have about 15 minutes until we're going to go back to break. So, I mean, if you want to skip ahead 15 minutes, you, that's when, you know, we won't be spoiling anything. Um, so enjoy the music. <laughs> but anyways, so, I mean, wow. There's a I guess there's there's quite a few things we can definitely spoil, like Billy dying, Hopper either dying or getting teleported. Me okay, so so yeah, we'll screaming about that. We'll 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 break that up because that's a big one in and of itself. Let me ask you, speaking of Billy. Billy. Was his character redeemed to you? Uh yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was, and I feel like it wasn't on the nose. Like they could, they could have done that a terrible way. And I feel like that was a really like the fact of her getting to him by reciting this fantastic memory that he has. And then him making that decision, like, like no, trying to stop the mind flare. Like I was like, like I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it right now. Like it it was, I really bumps. I just got chill bumps. Yeah. I just got, Oh my God. Because that scene, I got, I got goose pimples. Um, I really enjoyed that scene because it was mm-hmm. one of those that you hated him throughout the entire season. And then that felt for that matter. Right. But you, but you did when you disliked him in season two. He was like, this guy's a dick. You hated him because it's like, this guy's a villain. <laughs> true. True. Okay, you know? So, you. but that, but that was that. Did you feel like that's the same guy who was the red Ranger and the new yep. power Rangers. I didn't like, I saw him with his haircut and I'm like, isn't that the red Ranger? He's also got an awesome name. Yeah, what is it? Like it's like Decree Montgomery or something like that. Dacry oh my Mac- god, Montgomery. that is such a white cisgender name. Oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, so in Saint John. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna write an article about how how white males just take over everything. Another thing that I really enjoyed about season three, I didn't feel like season two was very scary. Like, I feel like it was creepy because the, the yeah. upside down was creepy, but like episode one was genuinely scary at times. Yeah. The, Demogor- the Demogorgon was scary. And it's the same thing here. Like there was a, there was an element of fear and terror. Like 
the fact of him like the mind flare physically materializing by guts of like the people and the rats right and like that whole thing of like him whenever they were in the cabin and he was like i hear something and you see him coming down the road that was terrifying that Mm. was legitimately terrifying yeah um so the main thing about season three that i thought was really awesome the involvement was the whole russians the russian side of everything that was really cool and that leads in a lot to great character developments and what you're talking about people growing up and changing i loved the fact that it was the guys it was will um lucas mike l and max and then you had dustin steve and robin mm-hmm. like i liked how they split that up how dustin wasn't just involved with them he was like doing his own thing and it was it was very much the entire season was like them dealing with their stuff and Robin and Steven, them dealing with something else, two completely yeah. different things that were connected in, in with each other. And I think that's what they've always kind of done really well. Like in the first season, it was basically the kids, the teens and the adults. Yeah. And then they kind of kept that same dynamic, even though obviously uh, Steve and Dustin got together in season two or whatever, but they kind of tried to keep the same thing there too. But then this season, instead of doing just the kids, just the teenagers, like this one, we actually had, I guess, four really main storylines. Because if you think about it, you got the sister and the brother who are Jonathan and Nancy. Yeah, the the investigation, you know, so there was still that mis- mystery. Then you had the kids, and obviously, like, I like that there was a certain levity to that because it's like girls and boys not understanding each other and being yeah. a different quote-unquote species, you know, and having that or whatever would brought some levity to and i think it was because of how heavy everything else was that it was nice to have that levity um and then you, you also have the rob and dustin and you know that and then hopper and uh the mom so yeah i think nancy and Jonathan's stuff in the beginning part of the season was probably my least favorite part of the season yeah because it was the same concept concept of like did you ever watch mind hunter on netflix nope that's definitely one of one that you know eventually it, it's yeah, it's it's really good. We had trouble watching the first few episodes because like the whole show is about this guy who realizes that hey, these people aren't just killers. Like there's something wrong with them. I want to understand them. And everyone being like you're oh no, we're not going to fund this program because it's stupid. They're just whatever. There's nothing else that's there and it's like no, there are serial killers that exist. This guy's on the precipice of that. And it's like a frustrating thing as a viewer to watch. No, oh, it, yeah. It's it's, it's it's kind of the same thing like when they're investigating, she's like something's happening and all the guys and Jonathan are like you're just a woman, blah blah blah. It's, it's like no. Like yeah, that was actually little- it's happening. Yeah, that was a little bit too on the nose, but at the same time, but it's historically accurate. It's historically accurate. That's number one. But at the same time, like she also, she also wasn't really presenting them with evidence. You know what I mean? Like, and so I do understand it. And I feel like, um, I feel like that made me drive for her more because it's like, you know, I wanted her to get the proper evidence. It's like, Oh, Oh, you know, a rat who gives a crap about a rat, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I, I gave that a little bit more of a pass than you, I think. Yeah. I, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible at all, but it's one of those, yeah. if I, if I put everything else together, like it's the one I like the least and it's been, like until the hospital scene where yeah. like it's kind of comes to oh, a head, oh, oh, oh. but the whole stuff with, I, I, and I'll say that too with Hopper and God, what is Winona Rogers character's name? I don't know. 
I want to oh, say me. Christine or Sarah. It's not, it's not Christine. It's not. It's <laughs> neither of those. I can tell you that right now. I want to uh, say Samantha. <laughs> Again, not that either. She seems like a Karen because oh my god, she Karen. seems like a Karen. <laughs> Joyce. Joyce stop. is her name. <laughs> Joyce. Joyce. Is her name. Joyce. Is that your Joyce? Joyce Byers. Yeah, the the it's kind of the same thing with Nancy and Jonathan towards the beginning when she was trying to explain to him, hey, something's happening. And he's like, no, I didn't care for that. But like the whole, inve- like I think what really turned was whenever he and Joyce were investigating the mayor and then he just went in and started beating the crap out of the mayor. Ooh, right. Like that was really the start. But I told you this off air. So watching this season with David Harper made me want to see the Hellboy movie that he did, the Hellboy reboot that he did because thing that made me want to see that huh i said i don't think there's anything that can make me want to see that we'll see like his new things on netflix something about like the chronicles of frankenstein by the way he's a mockumentary or something he's also in the black widow movie that's coming out the mcu oh really yeah interesting he's in it i saw it but there's there's one scene like his whole like it was frustrating but a lot of his like character in the show was like my favorite scene of his was whenever they grabbed Lexi and they were um, walking through the forest and the car blows up and he starts to monologue to her and she was like, Hey, he's running. And then like, it's a side camera shot and he straight, he like goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> Just starts running. <laughs> like I was laughing so hard at that. But I love the part where he like tries to let him go. And they're, yeah. they're telling him, uh, he's getting in the car. Yeah. Uh, he's going in reverse. It sounds like he's driving off. And like, and then he ends up actually being right. Yeah. And then before that, whenever he was like, the, the Russian was like, nope, no cherry, no talking. And he's like, hmm, okay. And then like, he just starts going crazy on him and like starts like, t- and that, that whole stuff I loved. And then yeah. when we were talking about them earlier in the non-spoiler section, I loved the scene when they were driving back to Hawkins and like, I don't remember his name, but the guy, the translator, the, the balding guy, whenever he he was, he just like goes off on them about their sexual tension. I was like, Oh, that was, that was really funny. And then Alexi is just like confused, like, like what's going on. But the whole, like, that's, that's what I think gave this season more depth and more character was the whole situation of like, it's not just the upside down as a threat, there's another threat. The Russians are trying to make this happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like also to speak like to Dustin. It also makes it very 80s movie. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really, really does. And like, oh, uh, Murray. That was the guy's name. Murray. Um, and then that also leads into Dustin and Steve and Robin. Like I loved their dynamic. I love that they had a mystery that they had to solve, yep. you know, trying to figure out the Russians and then like the whole character stuff between them. And I- I love how there was like, there was like four different mysteries and they all were about essentially the same thing, but they didn't know there was same thing. And like, um, when it finally happened, because through the whole thing, I'm like, they're going to get together and they're going to start talking about what the hell's going on. And it's going to be hilarious. And so when they finally get together and they're like, wait, what Russians? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like Lucas's sister, she pissed me off. No, right. She yeah. was so so annoying. But whenever they were in the air ducts, her and Dustin, and he goes on to the fact of like claiming she's a nerd. Yeah, right. I was like, okay, that's that was good. It's like, that was, ergo, ponies are mythical creatures. He like goes ergo, and he's like, how do you are a nerd? <laughs> he's like, she's like, how do you know all about that? And she goes, 
because I'm a nerd. <laughs> that, whole, exactly. that whole thing was that was that was really really good. Um, I I thought of another thing when I complained about the branding, like the brand deals. There's that whole thing with Coke too. Like you remember when they broke into the store and Lucas is drinking that Coke and it's like new Coke on there. Like it's historically oh, yeah. accurate because that was a thing. But it's like they had a whole conversation about Coke when Eleven was which trying was, to find Billy. Which was pretty funny. If it was pretty funny. funny. It's not different. Yes, it is. Like yeah. <laughs> totally a conversation kids would have. Yeah, back then especially. Um, but yeah, also the final boss, the final like the battle, final boss, the final Fight. battle. <laughs> was really really well done and really it was like genuinely like terrifying like you you were on the edge of your seat the entire time it was very yeah. similar to the final battle with the demogorgon but on a much larger scale because this thing is gigantic mm -hmm. and i also spo big spoiler here i thought it was really interesting that l lost her powers like that's yeah. a really interesting but story then they had to take it on without her that was probably the most ten 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 that was probably the thing that provided the most tension is that we couldn't, we couldn't just, she couldn't just like ex machina her way into a situation, which is pretty much what they did seasons one and two. So the yeah. fact that they, they did that for season three, I thought was a really good decision because she was just the, she was just the, uh, I mean, ex machina is the perfect, you know, term for it, but she was just the, um, the way for writers to get themselves out of a situation, they put the right. kids in an unwinnable situation and then 11 would show up and just fix everything. So the fact that they did that right at the end was perfect. Cause it's just like, now they had to fix the situation without her. And it was just like, it was, it was the best way to make the final, you know, battle with this thing feel like there was actual stakes. Yeah. Now the big and I'm not talking about the ones you want medium rare. <laughs> now the biggest thing of all throughout the entire season is the Besides very the oh my god <laughs> is the situation with Hopper. Can't Another be. reason why this this season was so good is we're emotionally tied to these characters, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the way it ends with her reading that letter, like I told you, like off air, my wife was welling up. Like mm -hmm. she was, it, it was so heartfelt and it was so like, we, we it was believable. It was so yeah. believable. Yeah. Yeah. Now the whole thing with him, this is where we disagree on. So if yeah. you, so you've seen it, I, we want to know what your guys' theories and opinions are because Definitely. I've seen a lot of stuff that I fully believe. So one of the things I pointed out as the scene was going on whenever, and that was also great whenever he had that realization, like you need to save the world. Like it's fine. You know, yeah. when she turns the keys, when it cuts back, he was standing right beside the machine. When it cuts back, he's not standing there anymore. Right. So I I noticed that immediately when we were watching, I actually rewound it and paused it. I was like, he's not there. So it's one of those like, he didn't die. Like he for sure did not die. Yeah. Yeah. So what I believe, I believe he's in the upside down. Because yeah. if you notice before he does, he gives her that nod. He looks back to the portal. And there's also, uh, there's also like a, a ladder that's right where he was on that platform. So it could yeah. very easily, he could have, by the time that she actually turned the keys, he could have actually went, I think he's in the upside down and mm -hmm. season four is going to be about how to get him back. Yeah. And see, my theory is there's the Russian, there's the Russian base at the very end. They go to the one door and they say, no, not the American. 
and then they move on. And so from I was kind of the same as you as like when when we didn't get to see him die because like in typical like TV rules, if you don't see it happen, it didn't happen. So the fact that we did not see him die, I mean, think about Bob. We saw freaking Bob die and we saw how graphic it was. The fact that we did not see Hopper die 100% confirms, according to TV logic, he is not dead. And you have a pretty good, you have a pretty good theory, um, but I feel like it could be either one because I feel like it could be he got teleported to Russia because they were trying to do the same thing in Russia, and the only thing that was missing from the equation was location. There, there was that whole thing that was revealed. So I think he was teleported to. Um, to Russia. That's my personal thing. But honestly, it could be either one because he could have been teleported to the upside down. But I feel like the Russia thing would be more, more definite because like, like if, if it's the Russia thing, then it's, a, it's a matter of like, he's going to come back to town somehow, you know, whereas if he's in the upside down, everybody just assumes he's dead. So why would season four, in your terms, why did season four be about getting him back? They don't know he's gone from the first place. Now, if there would have been this this little tease, like in uh, season one, the tease was Will goes to the sink, and then there's a flash of the upside down. So that was your tease that you know something's not right. The tease in season two was they're at the dance and then it goes upside down and the flare is over the high school. That was the tease. This tease is saying no, not the American, and then showing the whole Russian thing. That's so, so I think how they're going to find out is I think Eleven is going to get her power. She's going to get her powers back for sure at some point. But I think yeah. she's going to have like a flash of like a feeling of like, wait, I feel Hopper somewhere. Yeah, so, I could see that. Yeah. So the whole thing with the Russian, I feel like that's a red herring. I feel like that's too easy for them to be like, oh no. Like I feel like that was that's a purposeful thing to put in there where people are like, oh, that's Hopper. The theory yeah. that I saw, I saw someone do a video on it, and I read some on it as well. The theory is, is that they're not talking Hold about. On, just so you know, uh, we're running over. If you fast forwarded it, you need to fast forward a little bit longer. Yeah. So um, the theory is that in that scene, whenever they're saying not the American, that that's actually Dr. Brenner from season one. Yeah. Who was the doctor who created Eleven. Yeah. And so the white haired guy. And that would make sense because after season one, the Duffer brothers confirmed that he was not dead. See, and that would be a good twist as far as like you're saying, it is, it is obvious, at least to me that that's Hopper. So it would be a good twist to show us that it's not him. The, but it's also, it also makes sense because why the hell would the Russians be interested in going to the upside down? Who could have possibly told, told them about that? Yeah. Okay. If yeah. not Dr. Brenner, because Dr. Brenner was the sense. one who was trying to do it. So it makes sense because it doesn't really make sense for the Russians to be at the I same. Thought Brenner was exploded by 11 though. No, he wasn't. He, um, there's a scene like you can look it up. There's a scene where the Demogorgon, he goes up to the Demogorgon or something like that. And the Demogorgon, the camera cuts to the back of the Demogorgon and uh -huh. he like pounces on him, but you don't actually see him die. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, it's one of those that he could have transported anyway. It would make more sense because I know that it's, it's always been a thing, especially in the 80s during like the cold, even before that with the Cold War, that 
US and Russia were doing similar things and they were in a mm-hmm. race for each other. So it would make sense in a way, but like it's always about race with you. Right, it is. <laughs> but who would have t- like like what made them want to investigate the upside True. down? So okay. it would make a lot more sense because they started it in season one. They, it shows they started in Russia. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Dr. Brennan. I feel like that's a very, very, very distinct red herring mm-hmm. for it to be Hopper. Also something interesting about that scene when that, when they put the prisoner in that room mm-hmm. and the dim, I thought it was a Demodog coming out. Right. But then it ends up being, it was, a it was an actual Demogorgon. It's like, Oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, not only did they pull off having just a great season or whatever, but the fact that it's like now we just can't wait for season four. I really hope that we're going to get a season four because I feel like like Daredevil ended in a way that it's like, oh, yeah, let's have another one. Now, granted, that is Marvel or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like there's been a couple that I can't remember. But there's been a couple that like, oh, Santa Clarita diet. We're not getting another one, even though it's like, I love Santa Clear to diet. Oh my God, did I love it. But we're not getting a season three. So it's like, there's this. No, we did. We're not getting a season four. Four, four. Sorry, you're right. Um, But there's this huge, you know, cliffhanger at the end of season three. And it's just like, we'll never understand what the hell happened. You know what I mean? And I can't remember. There's one or two other ones where it's like, you know, there's this big unanswered question and we're just never going to get it because. You know, like I, I feel like when Netflix first started making these seasons, they would basically give anything another season, even right. if the people didn't really like it. Whereas now they're starting to, you know, hemorrhage money a little bit more. So they're not as willing, I guess. So I don't know. We do go ahead. We do need to go ahead and wrap this up, though, unfortunately. But um, if you've seen season three and you've been listening this whole time, let us know what's your theories. What's your favorite part about the series uh, in general? What's your favorite part about season three? What's your least favorite part? Let us know. Get those XP going up and up and up in discord you can go to our discord find it in the description down below or pin to the top of our tx3 productions twitter account or thread x3 productions at gmail.com that's how you can send in questions for the show i was your show or i was your show (laughs) i am the show i was your host nick and i was your host nate and how did we end this last time i I remember having something somewhat cool. Um, well, this is the this is the the way of the show, I guess. Uh, that's not how we ended it. The coffee grinds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. And that's the way you grind the you. Oof. That's the way you grind the coffee. I don't know. We'll don't come up know. with something, guys. We'll do something good. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for morning grind. You have yourself a nice cup, of Joe. Or ha- have you? I don't know. Have a good day.
It's wrong. Or- 